Genesis chapter 50, starting in verse 14. Thank you, Lord. Genesis chapter 50 and verse 14. And the word of God reads. Amen. After he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt. He and his brothers and all who had gone up with him to bury his father. And when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph bears a grudge against us and pays us back in full for all the wrongs which we did to him? So they sent a message to Joseph saying, your father charged before he died, saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, please forgive, I beg you. The transgressions of your brothers and their sin. For they did, know, did you wrong. Excuse me. And now please forgive the transgressions of the servants of God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, do not be afraid, for I am in God's place. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this permanent result to preserve many people alive. Let me pray. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, God, that you're in every detail of our life, every aspect of our life, every situation in our life. I thank you, Lord God, that you order our steps and that you guide us and you lead us. And Father, you're working and moving and bringing things forth, God. Lord, I just thank you for this time together this morning, God. And I just pray, Lord, that you speak to your people this morning. Help us, God, to hear what you have to say. Help me to communicate what you have to say, God, this morning. Father, I, for, I ask you to forgive us for all of our sins. Just wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your son's precious blood. Father, we need you, God. Speak to our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, give the Lord a hand. Praise. Amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. I'm going to talk to you. I spoke briefly on Wednesday about detours. And I was talking about divine detours. And I want to continue where I left off a little bit on Wednesday. And I want to talk to you about divine detours. And this is part two this morning. And basically what my goal is this morning 
is to help change the way that each and every one of us perceive the various things that we encounter in this life, the various trials, the various challenges, the various tribulation, the various detours that we experience in our lives. And like I shared on Wednesday, detours are something that are unexpected. Amen. They're situations that we weren't aware of. They're uh, situations that may be a little bit inconvenient. They're situations that may begin to uh, kind of put us out of our way, so to speak, in what we really maybe had planned or had intended to. Amen. As we're on the highway of life, amen, they're, they're abrupt, amen, they, they're, they're, they just happen, amen, they're occurrences. And, I'm, and, and, and I want to talk to you about that because I want to change the way you, you begin to look at these things concerning your life. And I love what this scripture says right here in the book of Genesis, amen, and most of y'all are familiar with the story of Joseph, amen, but Joseph was a man that went through very many difficulties in his life, amen, all the way from being harmed by his own family, being rejected by his own family, being accused of things, amen, that he didn't do being thrown into prison, amen, and so forth and so on. And I love what he says right here in, in chapter 50, amen, in verse 20, he says, as for you, you meant it evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result, See, one thing about it, it's such a blessing to be a child of God is in spite of what we may encounter, in spite of what we may go through, and we're going to go through some things in this life, amen, it just happens. Whatever the enemy may have tried to do to harm us, and we know that the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy, he wants to harm us, he wants to hurt us, he wants to hinder us from doing everything God accomplished us, amen. In spite of what that may be, amen, we can still count it all joy because we know that God is in the midst of it somewhere, amen. And he's beginning to create some things. He's beginning to put some things in place. He's beginning to produce some things in our life, amen. And it all comes through, amen, a detour that occurs in our life. You know, as I look back in my life and I meditate on it, amen, and I look at even as from being a child of God, every single time, amen, that God was wanting to begin to do something in my life, every single time, amen, that he was taking me to another level, amen, that he was taking me, amen, deeper in intimacy, when he was taking me, amen, to a place where I would know him, amen, in another way, amen, he was taking me, amen, from faith to faith and glory to glory, every time it came through some kind of trial or some kind of challenge or some kind of tribulation in my life, amen. 
And I can see God begin to work in the midst of all these things. And what the enemy meant for bad, God will use it for good. Amen. We see the very example, amen, of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. Amen. Satan thought he had done away with this Jesus. And he thought he had crucified him amen and nailed him to the cross of calvary but little did he know that what was being brought forth was salvation unto all men and all women and all humanity and so i want you to look at this today amen because i want to change the way that you begin to perceive amen your situation or your your challenges of life or your detours may i call them you know, as I look back, like I said, every time God was taking me forward, amen, there was some kind of challenge. There was some kind of detour. There was some kind of obstacle that was in my path that was creating me, amen, to be inconvenienced, amen. But in reality, God was just taking me forward. Every time the enemy was trying to do away with me and kill me, are y'all with me today? Amen. God was showed up in the midst and he was using it for my good and not only for my good, but for the good of others. You know, as I look back, even as a, amen, a sinner that was lost and consumed by self, amen, and I look back and I'm like, well, you know what, if I wouldn't have been, amen, in that type of situation, if I wouldn't have been in some type of bondage, amen, or in, in addiction, or in, in, in those various situations, amen, there's a good chance I may not be where I am today. Hello, somebody. I may not have the power and the zeal and the fire and the desire to see other people saved amen are y'all with me today and so I want you to look at that it was through the detour of life that brought me to a point where I am today and every time when God was excelling things amen every time he was moving things forward every time there was growth Amen. It was in some kind of obstacle or some kind of challenge in my life. I was telling the guys and the gals I was teaching the other day, last Monday, and I was sharing with them about how in the, in the home we have, um, this church has a men's and women's home. That's one of our missions or one of our ministries here. And I was telling them about how the yard was flooded because the septic tank wasn't designed in order to hold that many people using, amen, that much water. And I said, through that, we ended up having to shift into another location, amen. And the very moment that we went and we shifted from that location, amen, where we could no longer stay and he moved us into another location, our numbers went from 12 to 30 immediately. You know, even the situations that may have occurred and we are now out here, God brought us to a place where he can begin to give us some roots, where we can begin to have a, 
a foundation where we can begin to build from, amen, in our lives, amen. We can, we can plant ourselves here and there's room to expand and there's room for growth and there's room for various things, amen. As you can see, amen, we need to, we need to be considering, uh, you know, when we're going to build the new church, amen. But there's got to be a place to build it. But how many of y'all know God gave us a place to build it? And sometimes if we wouldn't have gone through some challenges or some difficulties in the, those situations, we may have not been willing to get out of our comfort zone and be willing to consider moving an hour and a half away from where we were. I was telling him, I said, that's a lot to move a whole ministry. Amen. 40 to 60 people to move an hour and a half away is a lot. You know, and I was even looking back at it, and I want you to kind of look at this, because whatever your situation is, you know, recently I was dealing with some health issues, amen, and, and the enemy began to attack my body in the various ways and so forth, and, and, and then I look back at this situation, and, and, I, and, and my perspective changed concerning this, amen, because as I look, amen, what God is doing through it, Amen. The, what God is doing through it is greater than what the, what, the, what the challenge or the trial may be. Are y'all with me today? Amen. And I look about how, amen, where God began to bring it to where mouth. I got to spend time with my father and my father and I are closer. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we're developing a relationship based on the fact of, you know, this, this need. Hello, somebody. Amen. I was sick and he, he, was, he saw the need and he wanted to come and help. Amen. And all these various things, not to mention it creates other people to begin to have to step up, amen, and begin to have to grow up and mature and take on responsibility, amen. See, you've got to begin to see God in every single situation, in every single circumstance, because I'm here to tell you, amen, the devil might be right there, amen, in the midst of it. I'm here to tell you God is in the midst of it, amen, and he is taking what the enemy meant for bad and he is using it for your good are y'all with me today all the way from sickness amen all the way from setbacks all the way from various things I've seen people that passed away amen and then all of a sudden it created people to come together and they heard the gospel and there was people that were being saved because of it amen that may have never come together and family members that are reunited and maybe they have to interact and they they haven't spoken in years amen but there's a common thing there amen that they have are y'all with me today see I want you to change the way you're perceiving these things in your life and I want you to begin to look for where God is at work because I promise you he's at work even in the smallest details he is at work in this situation and that's where you begin to find the divine detour. Because God is in the detours. Can I get an amen? God is in it. You know, as I look back and I meditate on, you know, the book of Acts, and I begin to look at Paul and Barnabas' uh, missionary journeys, and I began to kind of study in those areas uh, concerning 
their, their, their journeys and where they went and so forth and so on. And as I look in the book of Galatia, amen, the Bible says that Paul spoke to the church of Galatia and he says that I am with you here first, amen, because I actually got sick and due to me getting sick, it created me to be where I am here with y'all right now, sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are y'all with me today? It wasn't necessarily the intended path. It wasn't necessarily what was set up originally. Amen. It wasn't necessarily the, the straight way that they would go. And if you look at it, majority of where Paul's and Barnabas's uh, minister, missionary journey was, amen, it wasn't going towards amen that direction amen it was going the other direction are y'all with me today but God knows what's going on are y'all with me today and as a result many people were saved I want you to be able to look at this today because somewhere in the midst of your situation God is amen doing something You know, after everything that I've gone through in my life, amen, if that's what it creates for me to serve Jesus Christ, to love Jesus, amen, with all of my heart, and to lay down my life for others, well, thank you, Jesus. If that's what it takes for me to be able to appreciate some things in my life, well, thank you, Jesus. Are y'all with me today? I want to jump over real quick into 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. And I want us to look at Paul right here for just a moment. Corinthians. Was that a divine detour? <laughs> must have been some good nuggets in Chronicles. 2 Corinthians, and the word of God reads, he says, boasting is necessary, though it is not profitable, but I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, or out of the body I do not know. God knows such a man was caught up to the third heaven. And I know how such a man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words which a man is not permitted to speak. On behalf of such a man I will boast but on my own behalf, I will not boast, except in regard to my weakness. For if I do wish to boast, I will not be foolish, for I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain from this, so that no one will credit me with more than he sees in me and hears from me. Because of my surpassing greatness of the revelations, for this reason... To keep me from exalting myself, there was given me a thorn in the flesh. Now, y'all are familiar with this with Paul. 
a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. Concerning this, I employed the Lord three times that it might leave me. And he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties. He says, I'm well content with them. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, I want you to look at this. The Apostle Paul had one of the most remarkable experiences anyone could ever have. Amen. He was caught up, the Bible says, into the very heavens with God. And he had been permitted to see things that no one else had ever seen. Amen. And this could have very easily created Paul to be filled with pride, amen. But here we begin to see this detour, this bump in the road, so to speak, as he gets this thorn in the flesh. Now here we are, one of the godliest people of the Bible, amen. Praise and ask God to remove the thorn, but God says, no, but my grace will be sufficient. Just like Joseph, Joseph was a godly man, but he went through many things. Job was a godly man, but he went through some detours in his life. Can I get an amen? Paul was a godly man, but he encountered some bumps and some detours. He encountered this, amen, thorn in his flesh, and amen. And Paul tells us a lot of things about this thorn. He tells us the purpose of it. He tells us the pain of it. He tells us the provision of it. He tells us the product of it, and he tells us the perspective of it. Somebody say, God is good. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that concerning this morning. You know, as we look, amen, there's scholars that, you know, they have all kinds of various different ideas of what this may have been. What this thorn in this flesh may have been of, amen, the nature of Paul's problems. And some suggested was some kind of eye problem, amen. Some kind of suggested it was some kind of seizures or malaria, amen, or what, gallstones or all these different things, amen. Deafness. And we don't know what it is, but amen, the word Paul used to describe this thorn carries a literal meaning of a stake. So what Paul is saying is that he had a stake driven into his flesh. But he says there's a purpose for this in verse 7. If you'll go back there with me on the screen. He says, lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations. Amen. See, Paul is a man that received great revelations from the Lord. And he could begin to see the purpose concerning this thorn in his flesh. You know, sometimes we don't always know why we're dealing with what we're dealing with, why we're going through it. Are y'all with me today? 
But the good news is, is that we serve a good God and we have a good, good father that's in control. Amen. And he's going to produce, amen, a purpose even in the midst of what the enemy may have been trying to harm us. And here we are, sometimes we encounter these various things maybe to keep us humbled or to keep us dependent upon him or to help us keep things in perspective, amen. When you're going through a detour, you're going through an area that's unfamiliar, amen. You're going, amen, on a route that you may have not been on and you're having to trust, amen, the one that designed that route, amen, in order to bring you out onto the path where you need to be. So it creates you to begin to rely on God. It creates you to be able to trust God. It creates you to keep your eyes fixed on God, the author and the perfecter of your faith. Can I get an amen? And it helps you keep things in perspective. That's what Paul was saying here, amen. And it says, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. But God's grace was sufficient for Paul, and it's sufficient for us as well. You know, one thing about it is when you're encountering these various things, you begin to get to know God in a a way like you didn't know him before. And I shared this on Wednesday. But if you're going through a trial, amen, and you're needing some comfort, God is the comforter. Through his grace, he will release that comfort supernaturally according to meet, amen, the need that's in that situation. And maybe you didn't ever experience God in that way. But now God's become more real to you. It's not just about what you read, but it's about you experiencing God, amen, and his supernatural comfort as he comforts you through these various situations because his grace is sufficient for you. Can I get an amen? And then through that, there's provision, amen. He says, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. In other words, Paul didn't want this anymore. Amen. Just like you and I don't want bad news anymore. Amen. Or bad reports or pain or suffering or sickness. Amen. And he asked God to remove it. But God was going to release and provide abundance of grace in his life. I'm going to talk to you about the product for a minute. He says, look at this in verse 9. If you'll put this up there, please. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I'd rather boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Look at the next verse, verse 10. Therefore, I am well content with weakness, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulty. For Christ's sake, for when I'm weak, I am strong. In other words, the weaker we are, the more that his grace is revealed. Are y'all with me today? See, I don't worry about my weaknesses. I don't worry about the areas where I'm lacking. Because that's the area where God's going to show up the most. 
And what's going to happen, amen, is God's power is going to be released in your life. See, the power of God came upon Paul in order to be able to overcome and compensate for whatever it was that he was dealing with. Whatever the thorn in his flesh was, amen, whatever it may have been, amen, the power of God was then released, amen, due to it. See, where we are lacking, where we come to the end of ourselves, that's where the power of God begins to be released. Where it's no longer in our strength, it's no longer in our ability, it's no longer in our wisdom, it's no longer in any of that, amen, but it's where we come to the end of I, me, self, amen, and that's where God begins to show up and move, amen, and God's power was going to have to be upon Paul in order to carry out everything that he needed to happen in his life, Can I get an amen. So you need to start looking for the power of God, amen, to show up, amen, whenever you're missing, whenever you're short, whenever you're lacking. Are y'all with me today? Whenever you're hurting. He's got the provision and the product that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Here's what I want you to look at is your perspective. Your perspective. He says, therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Are you all with me today? Sometimes maybe we need to begin to look for what God is doing in the detour. Some of you are on a detour right now. Amen? But God's just setting you up for a blessing. God's just setting you up for success. God's just setting you up to take you further. Come on, somebody needs to believe that today. God's just setting you up for more power, more anointing, more blessing, more vision, more intimacy. He's just setting you up. It looks like a setback, but it's really a setup. It looks like a detour. It looks like it's inconvenience, but it's just setting you up. Are y'all with me today? If my wife and I wouldn't have been through some of the things we wouldn't have been through, hello, somebody. We may not be doing what we're doing today. Can I get an amen? If everything would have just been fine, if everything just would have been okay, if there wouldn't have been any challenges, if there wouldn't have been any detours, if there wouldn't have been, amen, any tribulation, amen, we may not be where we are today. 
And like I told the people on Wednesday, amen, sometimes, amen, you go through things, amen, and God's going to use it so that you can minister to somebody else concerning that situation, amen. Because there's some things that you, God wants to use your life for, amen. And if you haven't experienced, it's hard for you to relate to somebody concerning it. Are y'all with me today? See, God saw that it was needed to fit that Jesus come to the earth and took on the form of a man, amen, in the flesh. Amen. And the Bible says that we have one that can sympathize with us. We have one that's experienced these various things that we've experienced. We have one that's experienced pain. He's experienced rejection. He's experienced all these various things. Persecution. He's experienced, amen, death. Hello, somebody. And so as a result, amen, he can result, he can relate to us. Isn't it good to know that we have a God that's experienced some of the things that we experience? And it's good to have people in our life that have experienced some of the things we've experienced. Are y'all with me today? I want you to start looking for it. Amen. Where God's at work. I want you to start looking where God's moving. Amen. What God's trying to do because God's doing something. He's doing something. Some of us, if we didn't have a divine detour, we, would, we wouldn't be going where God's wanting us to go. And yeah, it's a little inconvenience. And yeah, it takes you trusting him when you're going because you got to walk by faith instead of by sight because you... You're not familiar. Even if, you know, one day you're going to remember this message. Maybe God's using it to grow together some relationships. Amen. Amen. Maybe God's using it to strengthen a marriage. When you go through the fire, sometimes it creates you to, amen, draw closer to God and draw closer to your loved ones. Because you can appreciate them. You value them on another level. Something that you may have taken for granted before. Now all of a sudden, amen, you value it on another level. I'm valuing getting to develop a relationship with my father, amen, in the last stretch of his life. Are y'all with me today? And at first, amen, when you're going through that, you're, you're like, man, what's going on? What's happening? Why am I experiencing this? But that's when you need to start looking for where God's at. And I'm not saying that God created it. Amen. We're in a fallen world. We're in a sinful world. We're in a world with sickness. With trials, with suffering. It's going to happen. But how are you going to deal with it? Start looking for where God's at. Can I get the worship team to come?
God's doing something. He's, he's doing something. He doesn't waste our hurts. He doesn't waste our suffering. He doesn't waste these things. Do y'all believe that today? He's not wasting it. He's using it. He's using it to bring forth good fruit. He's using it to get you to rely on Him. He's using it to get you to trust Him. He's getting using it to take you further, to take you deeper. You know, some of us, if everything was just smooth... We might have a shallow Christianity. Not all of us. Okay, not all of us. But some of us. Or some of us would go astray. I know I've done that before. God got me out of the fire. God got me out of the 911 situation. And I was like, okay, God, thank you. I appreciate you, but I've got it from here. This is my experience, amen, as an early Christian. Or maybe not even a Christian. I may not even been saved. Sometimes that's our situation. That's why the Bible says in the last days, you know, that it'll be the church's finest hour. Because... You know, the Bible says there'll be perilous times. There'll be dangerous times. The love of many will wax cold. It's either going to push you completely the opposite direction away from God or it's going to push people deeper to God to where they're truly. It's not just a religion. It's not just... You know, it's, a, it's deep. You're, you're going to, you know... Those that are walking with God, they're going to be walking with God, trusting God, relying on God, seeking God, worshiping God for everything. It may even be to the point of even just where you're going to get your food and where you're going to get your fresh water, whatever it may be. But the people that are walking with God are going to be full in. And the churches will begin to fill up. You know, even after 9-11 for a little while, people, the churches started filling up for a second. And then, you know, a couple weeks went by and, oh, yeah. Sometimes that's how we are. We run into a real challenge. And we realize we have a need for God. Or something. We, we need something. We don't even know if it's God. We need something. And then we come. And either God grabs a hold of us. Or we go back to living on our own. Are y'all with me today? But God loves us so much. I'm going to share a scripture with you real quick. If. 
Psalms 139, verse 16. That's what's so awesome about a lot of what I see in this church and this ministry and this fellowship. I see people that God is using powerfully in their lives. And it was all based on a divine detour. It was all based on an unexpected scenario that they are where they're at. Are y'all with me? And it, it didn't feel good when it, they were going through it. You know, everything I, I, I went through, you know, it didn't feel good when I was going through it. I went to disciplinary boot camp when I was a young kid. It didn't feel good, but I learned a lot. Are y'all with me? I learned how to have some discipline. I learned how to discipline my body. Discipline myself. Little did I know I was learning how to overcome my flesh. To deny myself. But it doesn't always feel good when we're going through it. I didn't enjoy that. That was horrible. But look what it's produced. And it's producing something in your life. You know, it's like the tornado that happened at Van. You know, that's horrible. People's houses getting destroyed. Schools getting tore up, everything. But if it bring the community together. Are y'all with me today? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet. I'm going to read this scripture to you. says your eyes have seen my unformed substance He's talking about when you were in the womb or before you were ever even created and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me See, God can see the whole picture from start to finish. You hear me? He's not bound by time. When as yet, there was not one of them. Another version says this, saints. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. And every moment was laid out before a single day had ever even passed. Are y'all with me today? God already knew it. God loves you so much. You know, we have a saying that's don't despise your training. I'm going to say don't, don't despise your detours. Amen. Because God's producing something. For Paul, it was keeping him humble. It was knowing that he, God was the one that was producing the grace, the ability 
And it was releasing God's power in his life. How many of y'all believe that today? Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that you are in every detour. That, Father God, you are producing something, God. And even when the enemy meant it for bad, God, you meant it for good, Lord Jesus. Father, change our perspective. Change our, our way of looking at it, God. Let us begin to find where you're at work, Lord Jesus. What you're doing, what you're producing, my King. Father, I thank you, Jesus. Lord, your word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge you in all our ways and you'll make our path straight. Father, I thank you for that today, God. I thank you, God, that you order our steps, that you order our paths. Your word says, God, amen, that you order the steps of a righteous man. And Father, I thank you, Lord, what the enemy meant for bad, you meant for good. Even when people try to hurt us, God, you're going to use it for the good. So, Father, we can count it all joy today. If you would, in your own words, just begin to speak to him right here. Father, we thank you, Lord God, today. Hallelujah. Just begin to thank him this morning. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy, God. Hallelujah. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the detours, God. Come, King Jesus. Jesus. 